listening to the Jesus Only Podcast with father-daughter duo Joseph and Faith. Hello everyone, I hope your week is going well. In today's episode, my dad and I are finishing up the 10 reasons to read your Bible, starting with number 6 and um, doing the rest of them. So, Alright, n- number 6, picking up from last week. Uh, one of the 10 reasons to read your Bible, the sixth one would be the word of God is powerful. What's Psalms 119 verse 89 say, Faith? It says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. God's word is settled in heaven. I also like Psalms 138 verse 2, the last part of it. It says, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. God's word is powerful and it is very important for many reasons. See, the Bible is eternal. God is omniscient, which means unlimited knowledge. He's omnipotent, which means unlimited power and authority. And he's omnipresent, present in all places at the same time. That's the almighty God that we serve. And see, he is eternal. He is power. You know, in John chapter one, verse one, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See, the Word of God is Jesus. Jesus is the Word in heaven. And when the Word of God was written by many men, all Jews, how many books of the Bible are there? 66. 66 books of Bible, some 31,102 verses, all inspired by the Holy Spirit. The, the great way and the greatest way to get to know Jesus is by looking at what he did for us at the cross, look in his redemptive work for mankind, look at his words. The, you know, a lot of people like to read the red letters. When I started reading my Bible, you know, is there a popular song like that called The Red Letters by David Crowder? Yep. That's a good song. Yep. One of these days I want to get on iTunes and buy that song. I like that song, <laughs> yeah. The Red Letters. But when I started reading my Bible at 20 years old, Something told me that it was powerful, like point number six is what I'm talking about. When I picked it up, started reading it down by the Fox River in Elgin, Illinois, and I started reading the red letters, I'm like, wow. You know, I just I was a young man, just had a simple faith, and when I decided, like, where am I going to start reading? The Old Testament, the New Testament. My dad had a King James Bible in the house that's a miracle in itself how my dad had a bible in the house much of a heathen that he was but anyways i grabbed that old king james bible and i said okay i'll look at the new testament because i thought it was powerful and i thought okay where am i going to start at and i saw that it was a red letter bible unfortunately i wish i still had this bible i don't know what happened to me that's a whole nother story how it disappeared but anyways i started reading the red letters and i just knew there was power in the red letters, knowing that was the words of Jesus. What's Ephesians 6.17 say, Faith? And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's like a weapon, the word of God. It's like having, you know, if you should walk around with your Bible nowadays, you should almost get a concealed carry permit (laughs) (laughs) because it's the sword of the Spirit. You should, in case a cop came up and said, hey, what's that in your hand? That's a Bible. Well, you got a permit to carry that Bible because it's dangerous. It's powerful. It can really knock out sin in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And what's Hebrews 4, chapter 12 say? Um, Hebrews four twelve. I'm sorry. 
For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And what about verse 13? Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Right. Discerning the thoughts and the, and the intents of the heart. See, the word of God judges us. It's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. But what does that do? It gets in there and it makes the word of God of, of healing and deliverance. And what Psalms 1, did I give you Psalms 107 verse 20 to read? No. Or was it Hebrews 1, 3? Well, you guys can write down those two verses. That was a couple of references. But the bottom line is the first point. Number six, the word of God is powerful. See, there is no other book in the world. Listen to me for a minute. There is no other book in the entirety of the world that has transformed more lives than the Holy Bible. Mm. It's the number one bestseller. It's been picked up by people all over the world. I got a few Bibles here on my shelf. I got a Russian Bible. I can't read it, obviously. I think I got a Korean New Testament over there. I can't read that either. But it's just neat to have when I look at that and I see their language, the Word of God and their language, and knowing, like I'm trying to say right now, is there are people all over the world when they get a copy of God's Word. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. Have I made a good point? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's powerful. There's, there's nothing else out there no other book in the entirety of the world, a lot of people read a lot of different books and they waste their times on romance novels or reading the Inquirer. You know, when I was a kid, my grandma had a Bible in the house and she would read it once in a while. She told me, you know, don't put the tissue box on top of the Bible for that was, you know, that was sinful or something. Huh. But she didn't read it much. It was pretty much a dusty collection you know, or a collector of dust. But... She really enjoyed reading the National Enquirer, you know, stories about UFOs and what's going on in the celebrity world and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. As this powerful book sat on her shelf year after year after year, she never got to the point of, you know, devouring it. And that's what it really takes to find out how powerful that the Word of God is, that it's powerful. Let's go on mm -hmm. to our next point. But uh, that was point number six. Point number seven is the Scripture should be your... Food for thought. See, the Bible is soul food. You like soul food? Yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorite foods? I like Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Even if it's just Taco Bell, but still, it's not yeah. like no Mexican restaurant. But, you know, it's your food for thought. It's soul food. You know, if you look in Job uh, chapter 23, verse 12, what does he say? Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Wow, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. What a place to be at, Yeah. to be able to say, you know what, I need to eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But uh, more so than that, I need his word to feed me. See, the, 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 the thoughts of this world can become so evil and depraved. You know, the philosophies that we deal with, the ideas and the things that we see in this dark, gloomy world. But when we look at it through the lens of the Bible, 
it changes everything, doesn't it? We may see the negativity in this world and the things that are going on against Christians this very day, legislation that's being passed, yeah. uh, the principalities of the air that are trying to infiltrate Christianity, to change Christianity, to tell Christians that they can't preach Christianity, they can't preach from Romans chapter 1, and so on and so forth. But when you look through the lens of the Bible, it's going to bring about a positiveness in your heart. It's a positive word. It's a pos positive seed. And, uh, you know, everyone knows that positive thinking is better than negative thinking, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, we go through negative thinking stages, but it's better to be positive thinking, you know. Yeah. I try to be positive. It's my human nature to be negative. But that's what we get from God's word. I've esteemed his words more than my necessary food. So uh, it comes with divine promise for every situation with divine truth. That's what God's word does. So our scripture should be your food for thought. That was number seven. Number eight, those who neglect the written word of God will soon have serious questions about the living word, who is Jesus Christ. You see, there's a spirit of antichrist out there uh, prevalent in our culture. You know, there's cults and different ideologies going on. You know, but truth about Jesus' past, present, and future is clearly revealed in the scriptures. See, Jesus came to earth. He lived a sinless, perfect life for 33 and a half years. Uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 11, it says he rose and he's coming back the same way that he left. And I can hold on to that scripture. It's not going to be a mysterious coming or a serious return. But it's going to be as the lightning is from the east, from the west, is what God's word says. And as he ascended into heaven, he's going to send back out of heaven when he comes back. So I can hold on to things like that. You know, we are saved through faith in Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. And faith comes by what? Romans 10, 17 says, by hearing of the word of God. Mm -hmm. So you got to hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, I think it's good to listen to some good preachers. It's good to listen to some good teachers. But at the end of the day, you got to go in and get it for yourself. If you want a victorious, overcoming Christian life, you got to go in there and get it for yourself. You can't get it from somebody else. You got to pick up your Bible, grab your pen, grab your highlighter, and make it yourself. And Jesus gives us a great example. If you read in Matthew 14, verses 22 to 31, you know, it gives us a picture of keeping our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And in this little story that faith is going to read, uh, what happens if you do take your eyes off of Jesus? What happens? So go ahead. All right. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when they had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a spirit? And they cried out, cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Oh, yeah. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was down, come down out of the ship, he walked to the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. 
And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? See, when Peter stepped out of the boat in a storm and walked on water, he didn't begin to sink until he did what? Doubt. Doubted. Doubt. And took his eyes off of Jesus. See, believers are in serious trouble when they don't constantly read the word, which reveals mm -hmm. Jesus. And like Peter, those who do not keep their eyes on Jesus or keep him in plain view will be dragged down by the storms of life. So mm -hmm. uh, a little example there. Number nine is every person has a desire to know about the future. You know, some people really get wrapped up with, with like Nostradamus, who said some, you know, events were going to happen and such and such, such and such. People like to think about what's going to happen with the future. But, you know, you got fortune tellers, you got astrologers, you got palm readers. That's kind of popular. I even saw a commercial the other day. <laughs> you can call in this 800 number and get your palm read or something over the TV. Oh astrologers and palm and clairvoyance and you know they're basically char charltons you know that's mm -hmm. they're just a snake oil salesman is all they are but anyways people get into that unfortunately they want to know what the future is you know that's just our nature mm -hmm. and what does uh, second peter chapter 1 verses 20 through 21 say knowing this first that no if i can turn the page privacy of the scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That's right. Holy men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See, I think one-third of the Bible is prophecy. Yeah. I just remember that. There's one-third is such and such, one-third is the other, yeah. and the other one-third is prophecy. Well, yeah. I'll have to get back on the other two one-thirds, but anyways, yeah. one-third of the Bible is prophecy. You want to know the future, the point of point number nine? And you want to know the future, you read your Bible. Mm -hmm. You want to know what heaven's like, read Revelation. Mm -hmm. Read the last chapter in Revelation. So to know what's ahead and the events that are before us, and even some of the events that are happening out in the world today. Yeah. You know, you, there's a lot of scriptures that talk about what's going on today. And I, won't, I don't have time to elaborate on those, but a lot of you know what I'm talking about. And on point number 10, the last reason, to read your Bible every day would be like, how would you like to hear the Lord speak to you? You know, if you, if you wanted to sit down and listen to the greatest teacher ever, Jesus. You know, Jesus is God Almighty. He's in the, he's in the beginning there, uh, in the Genesis, in the creation moment. Uh, the first gospel passage mentioned in Scripture is Genesis 3, verse 15. The gospel spread throughout the whole word of God. And uh, when I see the blood, I shall pass over you. I think that's Exodus I'm chapter 12, verse I'm 13. Yeah. You've been reading that? Yeah. The Passover. I mean, you look at every narrative, every story that was given to us, true story is all pointing to Jesus. And how would you like to, to know that you don't have to just sit down? And I've said this before, you're not just reading words or letters off the pages of a book, but you're reading with, you're reading your Bible, you're meeting with someone who's communicated to you through a book. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can know that by opening the pages of the Word of God. It's a, it's a letter to you. It's a love letter to you. You know, the Spirit of God wrote it. You know, some people say, well, the Apostle Paul said this and such and such, and Paul said this, and Peter said this, and this and that. What I like to say you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Of 
if you're in a, this kind of situation, the Holy Spirit through yeah. the Apostle Paul, right. the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Peter, the Holy Spirit through these men wrote these words. Because sometimes it seems to me when we just say, oh, Paul said such and such, we're, we're lifting up a, a man who was a sinner just like you and me, yeah. you know. And but like he's, you know, a high and he is a high authority He's an apostle. He was right. called by God. I am not taking nothing away from him, but he was a mere man. Even before his conversion, he was an evil, wicked man mm. who killed Christians even. So I prefer to say and I probably do slip for lack of time or whatever. But I prefer to say that the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul said this in Romans chapter eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. So how do you want to hear from the word of God? You read it. You know it. It's your soul food. It's your roadmap. It's your Bible. You know the acronym for Bible, B-I-B-L-E. What's that stand for? Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Right. So if you want to find out, and this is a good way to evangelize, I just thought of. If ask somebody, you know, you want to know what your basic instructions are before leaving Earth? They'd be like, uh, no, I don't know what they are. Well, how can I find out? Well, here, read the Bible. Yeah. You know, how to get your sins washed away, how to come into relationship with Jesus, you know, relationship with Jesus now, a relationship with Jesus later. No relationship with Jesus now, no relationship with Jesus later. It's that simple. Christianity is that simple. And uh, the last point was, how would you like to hear the Lord speak to you? Well, we get a little example from two verses. They're identical. Maybe you might want to memorize them yourselves. But Matthew 4.4 4 and Luke 4.4, 4, and Faith's going to read those for us. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of, of the mouth of God. And then in Luke, And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, That man shall not live by bread alone, but by by every word out, word of God. That's right. Isn't that pretty cool that Matthew 4.4 4 and Luke 4.4 4 say the same thing? Yeah. See, I discovered that on my own. That's pretty cool. I didn't get that from a preacher or from a sermon. I just got that from reading my Bible. Yeah. And I just think it's a little golden nugget. So mm -hmm. those are 10 reasons to read your Bible. You know, you need to. It's a relationship. It's a practicing spiritual disciplines. It's a weapon that you can carry with you. Always be ready to give an answer for anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that you have. That's a great scripture. And that we're just going out in this Christian uh, life that we're living prepared, uh, battling the, the enemy of our soul, which is the devil, fighting the culture war, which we all should be involved in, and being able to take the word and, and let it bless our lives. You know, be a blessing to our lives. Keep our focus on heaven. Be heavenly minded. And when the when our day is done and when our life is over here on earth, we go look forward to spending our eternity with Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it's very important to pick up your Bible every day. Yep. Anything you'd like to add before we close? Nope. That's about it. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Appreciate the last almost twenty minutes we've been together tonight. And our goal and our motive is just to spur you on spur one another on towards love and good deeds like it says in the writer of hebrews and uh you know if you can take any little golden nugget from we what we've said put it in your memory bank and use it as your ammo in your journey in life that's all we're here to do is try to encourage you help you we love you and uh just want to help you in your journey and we can all make a difference in uh in this dark cold world and brings be a light of hope and bring 
some salt to this world. And uh, when it's all said and done, we'll all meet together in heaven when it's all over. Amen. Amen. So have a good night. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to respond in any way, we appreciate it. So we look forward to seeing you or hearing from you soon. Yep. You can email us at JesusOnlyPodcast at Yahoo.com. Thank you.